Wealth Tactic Rebels, ingenious tactics to accumulate wealth for people who see things differently. Welcome to another discussion with Wealth Tactic Rebels, the podcast for people who see things differently. I'm your host, Kevin Dumont. I've been thinking differently in the wealth field for nearly 15 years. With Wealth Tactic Rebels, we try to bring you content that provides both noteworthy and uncommon tactics, as well as content that you can start applying to your life to help bring you prosperity. But Rebels, we need your help to continue to improve. Help us by going to your preferred listening medium, whatever that is you're listening on right now, and rate and review our show. Let us know what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and also, if there's anything you found resonating with you about this particular episode, let us know that as well. Today, we have a guest joining us. Carlos Averas. Carlos, how are you today? Doing great, Kevin. Thank you for having me on. Well, fantastic. I am glad you're joining us. So Carlos is going to help us with our topic today, which is the five ways to make money in Amazon. And if you haven't guessed by our topic, Carlos is an Amazon expert, actually the owner and founder of Bluebird Marketing Solutions. And he helps people with how do they make money on Amazon. Is that correct? Did I get it all right there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what it is. Excellent. Excellent. Good to hear. And today we're going right into this. This is something that's going to be applicable for anyone out there. They can do on the side on top of what they're doing or whatnot. And listeners, one thing I'd want to know, help Carlos and I out, leave us a little review, rate this, but let us know specifically in the comments, what did you find that helped you? What did you find today in our discussion that helped you specifically? But anyway, on to the discussion. Carlos, Would you mind sharing a little bit with our listeners a little bit about where you came from and what inspired you to do what you do today? Absolutely, man. I am, first of all, I want to comment, compliment you on your background. That's got to be the (laughs) most amazing background I've seen. Thanks. I thought I had a fancy one for me. It's like vinyl brick wall, but yours is amazing. Thanks. (laughs) Taking advantage of where Carlos and I are are doing this through a, a Zoom meeting and it allows to do these really great backgrounds so I can have the Wealth Tactic Rebels background on it. So anyone out there that doesn't know they have that, they use Zoom meetings, everyone can take advantage of it now. Absolutely. <laughs> it's really cool. Myself, born and raised in Miami, Florida. Growing up, I was one of those people going nowhere fast. Skipped school, started skipping school in elementary school. Total rebel, yeah. but I guess not a, a wealth tactic rebel. I was just a rebel, period. Well, now you are, though. <laughs> yeah, now I am. And I literally walked out of the third or fourth grade and went to a local store. Mm. I think I just walked out with some fishing supplies and started fishing. And I never even complete elementary school. Right. As time goes on, obviously, my friends in junior high, eventually high school, and they start getting real jobs and having real relationships. I was really left behind. And mm. I was the, you know, the one at McDonald's working or delivering subs. Sure. So that started really irking me. And I just started piling on more jobs to kind of keep up financially with everybody else. Mm-hmm. And then at one point where I am, uh, I'm a dairy clerk in Publix, delivering subs, selling cigars on the side and getting anything I can get a hold of to sell on eBay to kind of keep pace with my friends financially and my expensive right. ex-girlfriend's buying habits. So, <laughs> I know that one all too well. <laughs> yeah. So while doing that, my friends and family realized, you know, they saw that I was you know, wait a minute, this is a legitimate business that he's doing, nothing illegal. Like, let's support right. this. They pulled about 81, no, not about, it was $81,000 together to help me launch this online selling business. That's all you could call it at the time. Right. And my most lucrative product that was selling at the time was this adult novelty toy, this ring. We'll leave it at that. But the, <laughs> okay. And from Alibaba, which I thought I was the only one back then. Mind you, we're talking about 
here 14 and a half, 15 years ago. Right, right, right. And I went, immediately went to my supplier, a guy named Elvis from a factory called Pleasure Chest. And I said, look, I want $81,000 of these things. So factories obviously don't keep that much in stock. Right, I didn't right. understand that. I got offended. Thought, you know, you're not, you don't want to deal with me. You don't know who I'm going to be. I have $81,000, you know, like that. And (laughs) I went out to find somebody else on Alibaba who had the product, was going to take me serious and ship me my stuff. I found one factory in Hong Kong named Usman Sise. I sent him the money and he stole everything from me. There was no factory in Hong Kong. They're all in mainland China. Simple Google search would have exposed it, but I was ignorant. I sent the money and I got ripped off. Now, where I am today pretty much stems from that because I got that feeling from the family and that look like, wow, you're going to be successful. And I didn't want to lose that. Right, right. I didn't let everybody know I got ripped off and started selling what little possessions I had for seed capital to start again. Mm-hmm. And I did. Two of my snakes at the time was a Burmese python, a Colombian red tail boa. I like reptiles and I went to go sell them. Person in mm-hmm. front of me was paying $25 for 50 live worms to feed their, I guess, their iguana. Mm-hmm. And I was so desperate, I started researching where I could dig to find worms. And <laughs> fast forward through this story, I wind up starting in Amazon and eBay listings selling live worms to reptile owners. Mm-hmm. And a year and a half later, the company sells for $2.6 million. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Yes. So from that point, I figured, well, the only thing that's really been validated in my life was selling online. I'm not having to work these insane hours of everybody else. Why don't I just create a lot of different brands and figure out all the different ways that I can sell on Amazon? And here we are today. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Pretty interesting story there with a couple little twists. (laughs) You know, they could make a book of that someday. That's what I've heard. (laughs) Oh, it'd be horror. Would it be under or? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> not which category, but you know, it could be interesting. But let's get into now that you've got all this experience behind you, you've developed ways that people can make money in Amazon. They can come into this. They're maybe they've got another side hustle, a dream that they want to watch. They're looking for extra money. They just want extra money. Maybe they're thinking about this as their side hustle and their career to get them out of doing what they're doing. Or maybe they love what they're doing. They just want to lecture something on the side. Whatever it is. So that all plays in here, I'm sure. This is probably the type of thing that you see regularly. Absolutely. Absolutely. As the years go by, and I started the Bluebird Marketing Solution Agency helping solopreneurs to Fortune 500 companies navigate Amazon. Four years ago, I started a a meetup group for Amazon sellers. It wound up growing into the largest in the world, meets 17 times a month in South Florida. But in that group, I encounter everyone from the full-time American Airlines worker who's just kind of had enough. And mm-hmm. you know, after paying his kids school and everything like that, he's left with nothing and he wants yeah. some side income to right. people that are miserable in their job and they want to pivot into something new with some more freedom, just everything you can imagine. Right. I encounter now and I'm able to draw on the different selling models that I've successfully done over the years on Amazon and pitch them to them. I'm able to know, you know, approximately how much revenue you need, mm-hmm. what kind of skill set, what kind of time investment you need for this. And mm-hmm. that knowledge has allowed me to say there's really five paths to successfully selling on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And based on a combination of the capital you have that you wish to start one of these paths on and the time you have available after you know work and family and your other obligations, that will allow you to pick which one or combination of two or three works best for you. So right, right. if you want, I'll just jump right into the five paths. Yeah. Let's put it out there for our listeners. What's the five paths? Then we'll start uh, going into what they the, each the are. The five paths are going to be private label, which right. is creating your own brand, wholesale, okay. 
which in Amazon speak wholesale is basically buying from a wholesaler and reselling on the Amazon platform. Mm -hmm. Then you're going to have arbitrage, which consists of retail and online arbitrage. Then you have merch by Amazon, which is uh, Amazon's print-on-demand arm. And then you have Amazon self-publishing. So I like to say that we jokingly say in the group that the main three that people talk about is arbitrage, wholesale, and private label. Whereas arbitrage has the easiest barrier of entry to get in. And then as you gain experience, you almost, I hate evolve, but you progress, you advance into wholesale and then private label. Okay. Interesting. Let's start at the top. You mentioned private label. What is it? How does it apply? What, let's go into it. Private label is the riskiest of the brands. Having okay. said that, it's my favorite. It's, it's 85% of my Amazon revenues come from private label. Right. And last year, we cracked 100 million in gross sales. So 85 million in gross sales came from our own brands that we started using private label. The right. reason I say it's the riskiest is you can send the money to the factory to get a brand. Let's just use a French press. I say, uh, you know, I'm passionate about coffee or somebody said, you know, that French presses are too expensive on Amazon. I'm going to sell a French press. So finding a factory that will sell a French press is no problem. You create some packaging for it. You slap a barcode on it. You get a trademark, you bring it over, but you're at zero. You right. probably know nothing about marketing, nothing about photography, nothing. You have no email marketing experience, anything. So at that point, you're kind of stuck. Like getting the product over was actually the easy part. Mm-hmm. But that's what it consists of. You're creating a brand from scratch. Mm-hmm. You can see somebody else's thermos or French press. And as long as it's not protected by any intellectual property, mm-hmm. you can sell that as well, but with mm-hmm. your own name on it. Obviously uh, not theirs. Right. Right, right, right. Right. So, so, so if anyone's ever gone to Amazon, they've seen two or three products that looked almost identical, but with different names on it. Yes. That's the private label. That's exactly what it is. That's a private label. It's also the one that's going to have the biggest investment to start. There's a lot of people out mm. there that sell courses. It'll tell you that you only need one to 3000 to start. I right, completely right. disagree. Shipping alone is going to cost you one to $3,000. So just start mm. this business on the low end so that you're not stressing and considering that you're probably going to make some mistakes in the beginning. Right, I would right. say somewhere between twelve and 20000 to start. Um, you for also private need, label. For private label. Yes. And you need very little time to do it. This is something, you know, the time investment here could be two and a half hours a day just until you get it rolling. And then it can be a very like just maintenance one hour a day, two hours a day afterwards. Right. right. That includes like, potential. Does that include the shipping part of it? Like just everything you need to do? Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Because the shipping, I mean, I don't suggest you go out there and try to learn customs duties and tariffs. You just hire a right. logistics person that's well versed in that. It's very affordable. And they know what they're doing. You do something wrong on that end, then it's kind of like starting a business and deciding you want to get a CPA so you can do your own books. Like it doesn't make sense. Right, right, right. Hire one. (laughs) Right. So there's plenty of sources that people can outsource to. Yes, absolutely. And it has the most growth potential. What I really love about it as well is that you can exit from it. It's your asset. You can sell it. And I've sold several of these businesses over the years, these brands that I've created with right. private label. With, whereas the other things that we're going to talk about, you're not creating a brand. You're not creating an asset that you can exit in that way. Okay. So private label, more risky, a little bit higher level and capital to get into. But ultimately, if you do it right, you can develop something that's an actual asset that's tangible, that's sellable in and of itself as a business. Yes. Okay, cool. It's pretty commonplace to exit with like four or five X. Nice. Yeah, it's it's nice. It is nice. Not bad. 
All right, cool. So this is one of the more risky ones. Where would you say is a more typical place for people to start that don't have any experience, may or may not have a whole lot of capital on the side? It's going to be pretty much all of the rest, but the more popular ones are arbitrage, whether it's retail online and wholesale. Mm -hmm. And what determines which one fits better for you is going to boil down to time. Okay. So retail arbitrage, online arbitrage, I'm sure listeners probably know what arbitrage is in it by, as the definition, but uh, the example I like to give is on, if on one side of your city, they're selling a lemon for a dollar and on the other side of your city, they're selling for $3, you're aware of those price differences and you buy low and then resell it on this end where that person can resell it and make a profit. You profiting off that difference is arbitrage. Okay. Now in the Amazon world, retail arbitrage means going into a store mm-hmm. to find products, whereas online arbitrage is using tools online, hence the name online and arbitrage and retail arbitrage, to find products as well by scraping sites. Mm-hmm. You can walk into most big box retail stores with an Amazon seller app that has a barcode and go to the clearance section and go to almost anywhere in the store, scan products, and you'll see that you can buy this product on the shelf for 5 to $6, but you can sell it on Amazon for 19 to 21 or you can right. sell it on Amazon for 12 to 15 And then you just load your cart up, you check out, I'm glossing over some of this stuff. Like there's right, some right. I'm saying for time's sake, but you're going to add these products into your Amazon inventory. You're going to stick them in a box and you're going to mail that whole box to Amazon of all these products. Mm-hmm. They're going to warehouse it in their FBA program, Fulfillment by Amazon. Mm-hmm. And then when someone buys it, they're going to package it they're going to ship it. They're going to notify you that it's sold and you're going to make a profit on that price difference. Uh-huh. So that's how that works. Okay. I bought products like that. It says sold by Amazon or something. Right. Like this, right. Exactly. So the problem here with my air quotes, with people can't see it, but my air quotes here on the problem is that it's extremely time consuming. It's mm. extremely laborious. Right. You need, right. You got to touch the product several times. If you're sick and you don't want to leave the house, you can't do retail arbitrage. And if you stop feeding the beast, as we call it, Amazon with products, right you start making less money. Right, right. Online arbitrage allows you to scrape and use tools, but now you need to be really skilled in manipulating a lot of data, which not everybody is. Right, right. Okay. Same principle. Same principle. Retail and online. You know, whereas retail, you're walking out and the products are loaded in your car. Right. Online arbitrage, it's mailed to you with free shipping to your door and you're just loading all of them. You're aggregating them in a box and sending that box to Amazon FBA. Okay. Right. With that, you know, you're sending the box to Amazon. They're put they're selling it when people buy it. Are you now managing that ad or is Amazon managing that ad? It's a listing and you're gonna manage it in this only to the extent of you're gonna set your price. You uh-huh. may not be the only seller of that widget and other people uh-huh. are, they're going to be jockeying on price. Sometimes right. you get some inexperienced sellers that tank the price to like a, like a race to the bottom. Mm-hmm. You get on mm-hmm. there and like, I want to sell mine. I'm going to cut them by 25 cents. And then they're like, oh, I'm going to cut you by a nickel. And then this, this horrible price thing war. keeps happening. And it's, it's a game of chicken to see who's willing to make less. Right, right. On Amazon's eyes, it's perfect. They now have the most affordable competitive pricing in the world because right. of this race to the bottom created by these sellers. Right, right. Yeah. So the trick is getting into some products and finding products and evaluating them with tools that you know are readily available now to Amazon sellers to mm-hmm. see what's really the price, the historical pricing that this product has had, and then making a buying decision off of that. Okay. So that's arbitrage. Okay. Excellent. Another downside of arbitrage is if I go to the store, like you and I go to the store and we scan this let's just say a He-Man figurine. And we're like, oh my God, look at this. We can make like 15 bucks per. We buy 50 and it's fantastic. But tomorrow, next week, next month, there's no more deals like that for that He-Man. So we're constantly needing to find new things. There's no like element of replenishment. Right, right. That's the issue there. I see that. So the replenishment, the the perpetuation of it is difficult. You're always looking for that next thing, the next item. Correct. 
Now, okay. with wholesale, mm-hmm. you don't need to go to the store. You don't need to scrape websites. And once I say Wealth Tactic Rebels is selling these webcams for business owners or something, right, right. and I realize it and I see your product selling, and I'm like, Kevin, I'm Carlos. I have a small business in South Florida. I'd love to be a reseller of your products. Mm-hmm. Can you send me a catalog with your pricing? So you send it to me and I realize, wow, Kevin's selling these things to me for $25, but they're selling for $75 on Amazon. Right. Now I have a, a relationship with you mm-hmm. and I can call you once or twice a week, say, Kevin, I need more. And right. I have a replenishment element now. Right. I right. know I can keep this in stock. I can plan to keep it in stock. I can invest a little more in ads and things to maybe grow the sales, create promotions, and most importantly, build a relationship. Right with you and your brand to be mm-hmm. able to maybe get better pricing, to be involved in the pipeline on your new products. That's the wholesale model on Amazon. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So that's how that fits. It's reselling someone else's products. Yes. But you have relationships, you have repeatability, you have, so it's a little bit more uh, consistent. Absolutely. I think it to be a cleaner model, if you will, right, in the right. sense of not spending a bunch of money on gas, going to the stores, you're right. not Rain, you're not, you know, right, fighting right. for shopping carts. Do you still manage those yourself or are you still sending those to Amazon to their warehouse and they package and ship? You still, I suggest in all instances, you leverage Amazon's FBA, okay. fulfillment by Amazon Center. So, yes, you'd order this from the wholesaler. That's a good question, though. So, like when I first order from you, you send it to me, I receive it at my house or my storage unit or my warehouse. Mm-hmm. I repackage it, I put labels, and I send it to Amazon FBA. But as our relationship grows and you're like, oh, wow, Carlos is pretty cool. I, I love how he's wanting to grow with me. He's making mm-hmm. sure that my pricing is staying where I want and not being bastardized. Right. What will happen then is I can say, you know, Kevin, can, can you save me a few dollars? And you mind if when I order this from you, you label them and send them directly to FBA for me? Right. And based because of that relationship that I was able to have with you on this wholesale model, you're probably going to say yes. Whereas with arbitrage, I can't go to Toys R Us, may they rest in peace and say, hey, store manager, I'm going to place an order with you over the phone. I need you to label these things and stick them in a box. Right, and- right. Right. That's all up to you. Right. So wholesale is a little bit more repeatable, may or may not yield as much of a profit depending on how things are being priced. I'm kind of guessing there with that. Yeah, yeah. I'll hit the nail on the head. Yeah, you're yeah. ready to put courses out now. You're good. No, right, good. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> that's how it works, um, man. No, that's how it works. Yeah. Again, it's a little bit more repeatable than doing the arbitrage. Also, potentially fair amount less work. What about capital involvement? Do you find ones less or more? Most with arbitrage, you can start with a few hundred dollars. Right. You go to the store and you buy, you know, these deal, little deals here and there. With, right, with wholesale, right. I think a bare minimum to start with, I'm gonna say a thousand on a credit card, which as far as I mean. I hope I never get to the point where I think a thousand is a little bit of money, but right, right. as far as starting a business goes, a thousand dollars is a drop in the bucket. Whether you're starting a passive stream of income or anything, a thousand dollars is a solid. Stick it in a CD and compare it. You know, like yeah, yeah, exactly. it's a small investment. True. Yeah, true. true. It, at least it, it'll be beating inflation because no CD will do that. Correct. <laughs> yes. And this is, I mean, you can expect even at a rookie level in starting this, that you're going to do 25% return on investment after selling wholesale. So most people I know that I've worked with, they start with about 5,000 on a credit card or some kind of combination of cash and credit card of about 5,000. They put about 40 hours a week into this. And Uh within about 13, 14 months, they're doing about a million dollars in gross sales with about a 25, 20 to 25% return. So it's an amazing model that's just taking advantage of the traffic that's on Amazon and existing brands. That's using kind of your coaching or is this 
just general. I'd love to just say, yes, it's only my coaching, <laughs> but you know what? It's available on YouTube. It really is. All of it is. It's available on YouTube. I'm sure you have somebody local to you that's, you know, right. listeners that they could find that's reputable. Sadly, not everybody is reputable, True. but there is some good guys right. out there. And right, if somebody right. wanted to reach out to me just to kind of vet and say, what about this person? I could at least tell you that. Like, right, right. You know? But yeah, the people I've worked with in my group or whether it's in an official capacity with Bluebird Marketing, yeah, that's realistic. But keep in mind the 40 hours, a lot of people, right? they kind of gloss over that and they invest an hour a day and they're like, Carlos, man, six months in, and I really don't feel like I'm on pace. And I'm like, yeah, you kind of glossed over that 40 right, hours right. a week thing. Right, right. You still got to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. You got to put in the work. Yeah. Yeah. But if somebody wanted to do this on the side in two, three, four hours a day on top of their regular job they could still turn this into something fairly legitimate using that wholesale model. Yeah, absolutely. But just, you know, maybe scale it down and say, you know, at the end of a year, you're doing 250,000 to 300,000 with the same margin. That's still fantastic. I mean, that's what three times what a school teacher does. Right. Right. So so sadly, but yeah, it's three times. Yeah, it's it's true. But it is true. And this is if you're doing it yourself. Like a lot of the times when I'm working with someone, I'm highly suggesting they hire virtual assistants. They, right. you know, they build processes. They work more on their business and less in their business. There's a lot of opportunity for that here to where you don't have to just like hire yourself for another job. Right. There is these days. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So covered private label, arbitrage, wholesale. So next is merch, correct? Oh yeah. I have chills talking about this one, Kevin. This is, <laughs> I have to be careful talking about this one because I don't believe in get rich quick. I don't believe in like right. super easy money like that, but right. this is pretty darn close. Okay. Yeah. What this is, is, and mind you, I have no design skills. I can barely match my clothes, to be honest. My wife would agree with this. So I like <laughs> what merch by Amazon is, is they have created a print on demand arm of Amazon mm-hmm. and you can drag and drop your designs or have a virtual assistant at you know, $2, $3 an hour create designs for you and right, drag right. and drop them on shirt templates, sweaters, hoodies, pop sockets. And you just drag and drop it. You pick maybe the five colors you want on your shirt or whatever you picked, write right. a title and hit enter. And really? that shirt or whatever you picked is now available on Amazon Marketplace with all their traffic. You do not stock shirts. You do not ship anything. You don't carry boxes. You don't do any marketing. You don't run any ads. You don't do anything. Shoppers on Amazon, see these shirts. You just, yeah, you just design it or have somebody else design it (laughs) and stick these shirts on there. They're immediately available for sale. You set the price and you make a royalty. So and everyone's going to ask, well, how much will I make? I like to keep shirts in about the $19.99 range. I think that's right. a realistic thing for a novel shirt. Just a regular t-shirt, yeah. Yeah, $19.99, you're going to clear about seven bucks off each shirt, but you didn't touch anything. Like, wow. you know, you didn't touch anything. And this is for life. I mean, I'm sure they're going to change the royalties. Right. You might make a little less on the royalties with time, but it's royalty-based income and you're just adding designs on shirts. I mean, they're coming out with dog clothes, you know, mouse pads, really? hats, oh my bags. You're just dragging and dropping your design on there wow. and letting it sell. If you wanted to, you know, create a unique shirt for your, you know, your podcast listeners to be able to buy and say, you right. know, wealth tactic rebels, but say you didn't want anyone to have it unless they were like a podcast listener. Right. And right. you could add the design to merch by Amazon and uh-huh. then put it on a hidden link to where only your listeners could access it. Nobody else would even be able to find it. So you'd know like, wow, it's just our community that has this. 
Right, right. The program was initially created by Amazon to cater to gamers, actually. Oh. I don't know if I'm dating myself, but like I was a huge Zelda fan. And when you beat Ganon, when you beat that <laughs> boss Ganon at the end, you're like, yeah. you'd spend $1,000 to celebrate. Like they want to catch people right then. So <laughs> yeah. in-game experience, if a pop-up came up with like your picture slaying Ganon, you'd probably pay 25 bucks for it. So Right. They created merch as a way for gamers to monetize their game with their platform. But what happened was just business owners decided, I'm, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make some passive income here. Like I hate the word right. passive income, but I'm gonna make some income here and I'm gonna generate some wealth. You know, sticking right. with an indie podcast, I'm gonna generate some wealth and I'm gonna add some shirts. And that's what's happened. Uh, start it's hundred percent free to join. No monthlies, no anything. You just right. have to go to wow. merch.amazon.com and request an invitation. Might take a week or two to get a reply. But that's it. Wow. That mean merch by Amazon. That's sincerely it. My seven-year-old son could do that, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. I saw a design once of this older gentleman in the store. He had this Christmas sweater on with train tracks. Right, and right. the kid was like trying to run a train track around this guy's belly. And he was he was a big guy like me. Right, and right. I just kept thinking, wow, when I have kids, man, that might be annoying, right? And, but, <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute, what if I put the train tracks on my back? And that was like tricking my kid almost to rub my back while he's playing with the train tracks. So I paid, you know, $7.50, 10 bucks for some train tracks, slapped it on the back of a shirt and made it a novelty shirt for dads. That thing sold over a thousand shirts so far. Wow. You know, so like there's no limit. The limit is your limit of your creativity. Right. Wow. Yeah. Cool. That's interesting one. That's cool. Thank you for sharing that because I don't think uh, that's common knowledge. Most people don't. No, it's not. It's not. <laughs> great. Well, that's Rebels. You just got a great value there because you learned something that no one else knows. <laughs> yeah. So we just covered a really cool one, merch. What do we have left? We have self-publishing. Self-publishing. This one initially turns people off because you, you think of Amazon self-publishing, you immediately think, oh my God, I'm not a writer. Or like right, right. you're imagining this big, thick, dusty Stephen King tome, but no, it's not that. It can be. I don't want to knock. I mean, one of my goals, I want to write a book. I right, want to be right. the one to write it. I want it to be this experience, right? Sure. And that's one thing that if you wanted to create a rich stream off Amazon self-publishing, what a lot of people do is they hire ghost writers. Hmm. Yep. Let me, let me throw this out there. Your total cost to create one of these books is about $250. Right, right. Okay. You're going to go on fiverr.com and get some designs made. You're going to do a little research on Amazon as to what's selling. A friend of mine has over 200 books. She hasn't written any of them on paranormal erotic romance. Like what kind of topic is that? (laughs) I've never even heard of that. (laughs) He sells thousands of copies per week. Well, I don't know what's scarier that you could do that or that there's a niche for that, right? But I'm not sure, but you know. Paranormal. She played a prank in my group one day and put my picture on like the face of a centaur. It was like succumbing to the centaur or something crazy, right? (laughs) But it sells. So you could do something on growing tomatoes indoors. It doesn't matter what it is. And you just hire this virtual assistant to, you know, crank out like 20 pages on this topic. You're going to throw in some images and diagrams. You're going to package it and upload it. And Amazon's going to pay you a royalty for life on this thing. Now, what I like about it is for that same piece of work, rather than moving on to the next topic, I'll have you know somebody read this book and convert it into an audio book, hopefully with like a Morgan Freeman voice, right? But right, you're going right. to get this like... <laughs> Converted into an audiobook. I'm going to find like the top six languages on Amazon and I'm going to go on Fiverr and I have somebody read them in those languages. I'm going to have them write them in those languages. And next thing you know, you have like 30 books in every language in the world available for Amazon, print on demand. And 
Two things happen now. You decide to have it as a paperback and or a Kindle reader as far as digitally as an ebook. Now, I suggest putting it as an ebook and selling it for free. Wrapping your head around that is hard. Like, how are you making money if you sell it for free? And what happens is people are more likely to take a chance on a free book that they get because they have Kindle and they get this book for free. But Amazon pays you on the back end a royalty for the download. Oh, really? Did not know that. You're passively making income. The person buying it didn't really buy it. Right, right. And then that just, you know, grows exponentially. Wow. So that's interesting. So those free books that we sometimes see on there, for whatever they are, they're free to the person downloading it, but they're not free completely because Amazon is now paying for it. Yeah. Does that... What is it like? Twenty five cents a download or something, or is it for vary? Whole, for, for the whole book, you're going to get about ninety cents. Ninety and, cents. Well, and the reason they changed it a little bit was that people were kind of scamming it. Is they were just growing these massive lists of hundreds of thousands of email people and say, "Hey, listen, I, we all get to put out one book a month, and we're all going to download everybody's book." And next thing you know, people are buying homes, scamming this thing. So now oh. it's you get maybe fifteen to twenty cents for the download, and then based on they kind of prorate the rest of it out by how much of it you actually consume of the book. And when you finish it, it totals about 90 cents. So I guess a book of 90 pages, you get a penny a page. Interesting. So they give you a royalty for the download. And as the person progresses through the Kindle, because the Kindle is all connected online, so they know where you are. I know it tracks it because I can pick it up. I can read on my laptop, pick up on my phone the same spot. They know where you are the book. When you get to the end, they pay you for each step of the way. Absolutely. Interesting. Good way of doing it. So we've covered private label, wholesale, arbitrage, merch, and self-publishing. And that's... Those are the top five ways. And just to be respectful of everybody's time, I think I went through it quicker than I've ever gone through it ever. There's like (laughs) a lot of really juicy stuff that I glossed over, but I hope it made some sense. And I hope your listeners enjoyed it. I think so. I think we got some really interesting information today. And, you know, our listeners can also reach out to you, I'm sure, if they have questions or maybe your uh, your meetup. I don't know. Is that is that a private meetup or is that... It's open to everyone, but since it's in South Florida, it seems just local. The ah. easiest ways to get a hold of me is social media anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, uh, Wizards of Amazon. We have a very active right. Facebook group. I'm very active on Instagram. And I share my number on these things, 305-902-1283. Test me, call me, I pick up. Excellent. Thank you for sharing that. Before we close, I've got one question for you. This is going to be the value bomb. So the Wealth Tactic Rebel Value Bomb is what in your experience, Carlos, should our listeners look to avoid and what can they do about it? Um, comparing your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20 is what I'm going to have to say. Mm-hmm. I don't know who said it. I wish I was the one that started that. Like They made that <laughs> quote. It's not me. I just don't know who it was. But I see it as so true. I see it a lot in the meetup groups. I see a lot on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Podcast listeners, everything is, you know, they may have heard some numbers that I mentioned. They may hear, you know, right, right. all these tactics I said that worked, but they kind of forget. I'm on yeah. my chapter 20. They want to kind of start there and forget right. the fact that I've been putting in 90 hours a week for 15 years. So yeah. yeah, that would be my value bomb. Don't compare your chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20. Otherwise, you're always going to feel like a failure and right. you're limiting yourself. True, true. Great advice. Very great advice. Appreciate that. And again, Carlos, you left your, you said about your contact information. I'm going to put everything you gave for contact information, your website, your number, if you want, I can put Absolutely. that on our show notes page for this. Please so do. listeners, you can go to wealthtacticrebels.com and 
the episode page. Look for the five ways to make money on Amazon with Carlos Averas. And Carlos, again, thank you so much for sharing your information with everyone today. Been valuable. You know, I think some people are going to go out and make some good money on the side with us. I really do find a whole new career. Thank you for the honor of being on your podcast. I really appreciate it. Definitely been an honor. And Rebels, thank you for joining us today. I hope you found this as interesting and valuable as I think I have. Stay healthy and have a fantastic day. Want to really see things differently? Take our course in Genius Tactics 201, where we teach you all the wealth accumulating tactics with detailed real-life examples, see your progress with quizzes, and a certificate of completion. For course details, visit WealthTacticRebels.com. Sign up today and start seeing things differently. This presentation is intended as informational only. The information presented does not consider your particular financial objectives, risk tolerance, time horizon, or other unique circumstances, and does not constitute a personalized recommendation or replace the advice of a financial, tax, or legal advisor or other qualified professionals. Do your own research and do not use the information of this presentation in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional. To the best of our ability, we provide content that is accurate as of the date of release. However, we give no assurance or guarantee regarding its accuracy, timeliness, completeness, or applicability. We assume no liability for the information of this and related presentations.